Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Aborigines by Roderick Edwards. Now this is book three of the Time Finder series. Um, yeah, I was in the first book. He wrote me in as a character. Uh, this book, I am a main character. And um, yeah, this is a very special episode. Uh, this book he actually gave me props. Um, chapter one, it's called Screaming Chewy. Like, yo, <laughs> this means a lot, Rod. I appreciate this. And the fact that he wrote a dedication to my dad is fucking amazing. And this book, of course, you know, the little bit of history here. You know, Mexico, as we know today, um, you know, is very different from when it was before, um, you know, when the Aztecs were there, you know, before the Europeans came, the Spaniards and conquered and, you know, things happen and now they speak Spanish in Mexico. So, yeah. What if you can travel time and fight alongside the Aztecs and fight the European invasion? Hmm? Yeah. When this book me and Rod do exactly that. And it's fucking badass. It gets brutal as fuck. So yes, you'll hear all about that. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser focus and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, maybe a pre-workout, or you want to get some gaming done, Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade, um, Galaxy Grenade, Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. everyone quick message from tucson's rising phoenix fitness and defense help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education develop the confidence skills and fitness you need to stay safe our focus is real world self-defense tactics practical and effective for everyone you can find them at 4500 east speedway boulevard number four Tucson AZ 85712 or you can call them at 
1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. everyone welcome back to another exciting episode of screaming chewy show and uh, we got a very special episode today um you know it's about you know our culture mexican latino culture nuestra cultura you know the rib aborigines you know the aztecs mayans you know what if what if they could stop the europeans from coming and taking over change history eh? que tal si nuestra cultura los aztecas los mayanos Mayan, I don't even know how to say it in Spanish. The Mayans. <laughs> Mayans. The Mayans. Um, pero si yeah. pueden parar los, Euro, los de Europa. Y, um, sure. We're going to get into it. And, but now, uh, you need to say, now you need to say it in Mayan. Can you say it in Mayan? Because th- that Spanish language you're using there, that's also European. It's, <laughs> it's Espanol? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the conquerors. That's the people that you guys are trying to stop. Mm-hmm. They already, they already did it, bro. Yeah, Gotta yeah. change history. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd like to welcome back homie, author, homie. Roderick Edwards. What up, Roderick? Beats. Yep. I'm glad to be back at the place I started. Like a full circle. Dude, hey. and um, dude, God, man, how many books do you have already? I think I have like 23 now. Something like that. Damn. This is my, my first moving into to fiction. It's a, it's a hard jump. Usually they tell you don't jump genres. Like if you're known for your history or whatever, don't try to be a, you know, write books about porn or something like that. You should stick with history because porn and history might, I mean, yeah, you could write one about Flynn or, or uh, what's the other guy with the playboy. I oh, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. You could write a history book about him maybe and kind of combine the two, but you got to do it carefully. So I'm not doing too well yet on the fiction books, but we're working on it. Oh man, you do great. You know, um, like I said, very talented, uh, multi-genres. And this one, you know, like, I don't know if people, if you guys have listened to other episodes uh, with Roderick, um, this guy does his research. I mean, you could be a freaking history teacher, bro. And that shows a lot in your books, even though, you know, this is, um, you know, like a tra- time travel kind of deal story. But there's a lot of culture and a lot of education in here as well, a lot of, a lot of information. Right. Well, I mean, look, uh, what was that? Jeez, uh, oh, Indiana Jones. He's a history teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just because you're a history teacher doesn't mean you make it boring. It could be fun. Yeah. So and, uh, I'm excited to talk about this, man. And uh, so this is uh, we're going to talk about one of three books, right? One of three books. This is the third book in the series. It's, uh, it's a time travel series. Some people say, hey, time travel has been done to death. And it has to some degree. You know, if you time travel, you got back to the future. You have, but this one's completely different. It, first of all, the person doesn't know where they're going to end up. They kind of only have a general idea about when they will, will end up. So just imagine, okay, 
Yeah, you could time travel, Chewy, but uh, you might be off 10, 20 years. Who knows where you're going to end up exactly? You, you know the place you're going to end up, but you don't necessarily know the exact time where you end up. So that could be screwed up if you get the wrong place. And plus, unlike other time books, I've tried to study quantum physics, and you can never run into your younger self. You only can occupy one place at a time. There's, there's a law of something where an object can only occupy one space at a time. And so I apply that to time travel because it's, it's quantum physics. So you'll never can run into yourself. What? That's fucking crazy. So only one version of you can exist at a time, right? Exactly. And then also in the book, you'll see actually all three books. There's a, there's a saying in the book, what has happened has already happened. So no matter what you do, you really can't change time. Which is, which is frustrating in our character here, and we'll get to in a minute, because he wants to so badly change history. And he does, he, it does happen, but ultimately the end result is always the same. Even no matter what you do, the end result is not the same. Because there are character who is named after you, Chewie, in this book, which we'll get into, takes guns back and shit to the, uh, to the past and tries to stop the European invasion. He does all kinds of crazy stuff to try to stop it, but he keeps coming back and it still ends up the same. He's just so frustrated. It just loops, right? Yeah, it loops because one in this and also in these books, we have what we call like time, they're time police. So it's their job to make sure everything is stays the way they want it to. So they'll go back and fix anything that you broke. So every time you try to change something, they'll go back and fix it. Holy shit. And so Chewy, Chewy, I think I had sent that to you. So in, in the story, it won't reveal too much, but Chewy, the character, he finds one of these time police. And in previous books, they the characters treat the time police kind of kindly. They don't do anything. They're trying to stay out of their way. But Chewy says, basically says, fuck no, man, I'm no nice guy. He <laughs> basically shoots this time police guy and knocks him off the side of a mountain. <laughs> brutal. It's it, it brutal. It's like a cholo, cholo version of time travel. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. And I love how you wrote, like, how I say things. Like, like you know me so well, bro. You know me so well. <laughs> Well, how long we've been what knowing each other for two or three years now, and we've had done so many podcasts now. Matter of fact, in the book, I actually kind of have it going through the podcast, like you're interviewing me and, and talking about some other book, which I actually am writing, by the way. Uh, so, but anyhow, and so it's all kind of combined together. When anybody who knows you will say, "Wow, that is Chewy." So, anybody who likes Chewy, the or screaming Chewy show, should get this book only because it's like, "What the hell? They're writing a book about him." There's no geese in this book, and there's you know stuff like that we'll talk about before with Chewie the Goose, but it's lots of it of action and adventure. I love it, and I and I love how you wrote me in where uh, when I'm at the pawn shop. Oh yeah, your pawn shop. <laughs> that's something I would say, bro. Yeah, that's in the first book actually, because you're all through all the books, but this third one is basically you're the star of that one. Chewie's yeah, the star man. of that one. So. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate everything you do. And um, I think when I first met you, you had like five books or something, huh? Yeah, I just started. Now, I'm wondering, though, you know, when they say if you return back to the old neighborhood, it's never the same or or you, you fall from grace, you end up where you, you were worked away from the slums. And now you're back there because you you screwed up. Now, I'm back on your show. Does that mean I've screwed up or does that mean I'm OK? Maybe it looped. <laughs> <A loop. laughs> the time police did something. I'm, yeah. You're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> but I, I love this book. And, and the artist, I don't know, you talked to uh, uh, Raddy Radiston, I think, one time on one of your shows. He's an actor. He was, did a couple of my, uh, narrated a couple of my books. Yes, yes. Awesome his, guy, yes. His wife did the cover for all these books. 
Really? Yeah, she did the front covers for all of them. Really nice covers. I like how they all come out. The, the mask with the Aztec Inca type mask there. Shout out. Yeah, really good job. And uh, yeah, he's also the star in your short clip, right? For yeah, yeah. To how to overthrow government. Yeah, and I love that one too. It's because it's becoming true more and more. There's a scene in there where he looks, he's looking at sideways, looking at the camera. He says, Get the, I'm trying to remember exactly, get the hell out of our way or we'll move you out of the way. Sort of like, you know, that's how it's going on nowadays. You got this younger generation. It's always been the case, but it seems like they're more violent today. The younger generation just hates, I mean, you, the younger generation that's younger than you also hates you, Chewie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so, and it used to be that way always, but it's getting to the point where it's really violent. They're not even waiting their turn. Like get the fuck out of the way now. We want to take over now, but they don't have any plans yet. Yep. So that's what that video captures, kind of. And I love it, man. I love your ideas. And um, this is a this one's different. Um, so I just uh, so is this the last book? Is it just going to be three series, three yeah, books, or you think it'll do more? No, I, I think I'll stick with the three for this. Now, could always you can always do spinoffs if something happens. But right now. First of all, like I said it. I think it. I think I said it on the show or before the show. It's difficult for somebody from one genre to pop into another genre. So, I thought these would go a little better. Not so far. They're starting out a little slow. So, anybody out there, please help me out. Uh, right now, the first one's actually free for for uh, the Kindle book until the uh, June seventh. So, pick it up free, and if you like it, then get the other ones. But help me out because right now the fiction genre is a little difficult. I, I think I did an okay job on on it, but it's just. Uh, the crossover is difficult. It's sort of like uh, if uh, uh, Tupac decided suddenly he's going to do country. I know Tupac's not around anymore. Well, we think <laughs> he's not around. He might still be around, but we can't tell you where. But anyhow, if he, if he slipped over and started doing country or something, like, what the hell? <laughs> Yo, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I lost my car. <laughs> and my truck. You know, say it wouldn't work, work too well. People's like, what the hell? You just Tupac. hear like a... Yeah. Tupac then lost it. Hear a guitar, and he's like, "Fuck your bitch." <laughs> so it's hard for me to cross over in genres. So all the help I can get, the greater. Yeah, man, I highly recommend your books, and th these are different. And um, like I said, man, you you've done a lot of research, not just of the culture and stuff and history, but also, like you said, quantum physics. Um, that kind of stuff always interested me as well. That's some that's some crazy shit, man. Quantum physics. Yeah, how things happen and, and not but back to the, the culture. I, I found this out because I do the research, as you said. And when you think of the, the Native Americans, a lot of people think, well, they, they had bows and arrows and, and spears. And that's the reason they lost. And it is why they lost, because obviously, if you have a force coming with guns and muskets and horses and cannons, and all that shit, you're not going to win if all you got is bows and arrows. And they didn't have horses even. I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, but Native Americans didn't have horses. They walked on the foot until the, until the Europeans got over here. Oh, crazy. So they didn't have a way to quickly get to a battle and away from a battle and anything else. They basically had to run out of the woods and, and, and attack people that way. So, but something I learned, there's a group called the terrorist scans. At least that's what the Spanish call them. They were a competing empire from the Aztecs. And from what I understand, they might've actually been the ones that destroyed the Aztecs. I've always been taught that it was the Spanish that destroyed them or they just disappeared mysteriously right before the Spanish got here. But these terrorist scans figured out how to smelt metal which is not, the Aztecs did not learn that yet. So they were already work, working their way up to swords and things like that, which a lot of the Native Americans didn't have. And so they're in my book as well, these terrorist scans. And, and the Chewy character accidentally meets them first and gets in trouble because 
he's pretending to be an Aztec and they hate the Aztec. So when they get, when he gets to this city and does these terror scans, they're like, oh, we're going to take you and fuck you up, man. Or they don't say that, but basically they jail him and do some stuff to him. Yeah. He has to change plans mid midstream there. So lots of interesting factual stuff if you're reading it. And I try to make sure I use real Native American places and names and stuff like that. Any place I, I'm in there and actually use some Native American uh, words and such. So I, I want to give, you know, credit and respect to where, where it needs to be. And that's pretty interesting, too, that they use metals and stuff because the Aztecs, didn't they use um, like obsidian? Um, obsidian, yeah, that's obviously a, a rock, a really hard rock. If you know, if you've ever played uh, Ark Survival, you know, mm-hmm. sitting is one of the ones you got to get to fly at the top of the mountain and get this black, black rock that's really strong and, and doesn't crumble when you thrust it into somebody's chest. And it, and it uh, flakes off very sharp. Yeah. So, and it, it does. So, yeah, they used that. But again, the terror scans were using metal. So they were in, in the book. I kind of have them at some point. Like I said, we go back multiple times. They actually win. They win against the, uh, the Spanish invasion for a while. And that's another thing about the book. A lot of people think that, hey, it's those awful Europeans. And usually when you think of Europeans, a lot of people, when they say European, the first thing you think of is those English people. Oh, they are good, eh? But Europeans also included the Spanish and the Portuguese who came here in the 1400s, 200 years before the English and the French. And they're the ones that came here and raped the land and stole everything and were looking for gold. By the time the English got here in the 1600s, all they were wanting to do is settle down. They weren't really coming to steal gold. They wanted to actually make a place for themselves. The Spanish people were like, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to go on a raiding mission, dudes. And off they went, you know, Cortez and DeSoto and all them. They wanted to, they wanted the money. They wanted the gold. Yeah, you're right. And I think we touched a little bit on to this in the. In some previous episode. Mm-hmm, the history and future of uh, black people. Yeah. You know, in the 1400s, they went out and, you know, got slaves and stuff. Right. And they were doing it first, but a lot of people just, it's ironic. Obviously, here I'm talking to a, a Hispanic American who likes both cultures. I'm sure you embrace both your culture, probably less oh, about, yeah. your, about your, your Native American culture because you don't know much about it. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily your fault. You just weren't taught it because it was actually legal to teach some of that stuff a long time ago. And mm-hmm. so you've embraced your, your Hispanic side probably more than anything else. And actually, that's your conquerors. That's the people who conquered your great, great, great grandmother, more likely. Facts. So. Yep. <laughs> So the rape culture, <laughs> yeah, the rape culture of the 1400s. It's awful, but that's the truth of it. And I try to touch on that in the book without making it too heavy. And well, as you know, all my books are short. They're meant for people who don't really like to read a lot. You could take this to when you're changing, you're getting your oil changed or waiting for your drug deal to go down. And you could read it while you're in the middle of that. You know, hey, what you reading there, dude? I'm reading this Aborigine book. What the hell? So <laughs> well, the dope man comes. <laughs> yeah. Pass it out book, pass out book to him. Here, here's a free book from Roderick Edwards. Yeah, your books are perfect, like about 100-ish pages, you know, like two-hour read, you know, very yep. chill, great stories. Two-hour yeah. audio book, if you want that. I'm trying to get an audio book. I got a guy right now, I think I told you this before the show, he's he's working on the audio book. He's trying to get the, the Chewy voice down. So he's listening to all your, your podcasts and going back and trying to get the Chewy. So I'm, I'm going to be interested when he gets further into it. But he's got a few. He still can't get Chewy perfectly, but he's getting some of it. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. 
from the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida. It's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warned us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolutions, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump, this book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. Yo, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. I mean, even if, if it's hilarious in the fact that, oh, dude, it's a white dude trying to sound Hispanic, you know? <laughs> so. Fuck yeah, man. And so, yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, like, let's say, let's say this was real and you went back in time and you actually stopped the Europeans. Like, there wouldn't be no Latinos. You know, there wouldn't be no Mexicans. No, there wouldn't. There wouldn't be any of those. You would have. And matter of fact, in one part of the book, and I'm, I'm revealing too much, but one, I told you about the time police to go back and fix everything. Mm-hmm. Well, be, before they go back and fix everything, they, they told Chewy, uh, kind of revealing too much here, but it's all right. Because, you know, only the, this is exclusive. This is exclusive content for people who watch the esteemed Chewy show. <clears throat> yeah. So anyhow, he, he, the time police tell Chewy why they had to do what they do. They said, we had to make sure that the terror scans, who actually in, the, in real history, before we, before we fucked it up, before we fixed it, they got so powerful, they took the fight to the Europeans and took over the Europeans and dominated the Europeans and Africans. So it's complete flipped. Instead of Europeans and the Africans coming here and being slaves, these Tarascans and these Aztec built these huge ships and went over to Europe. I only touch on this a little bit in the, in the book. Went over to Europe and enslaved the Europeans and enslaved the Africans. So it was completely opposite. Holy fuck. So they said, no, we couldn't have that. So we fixed it the other way around. <laughs> Wow, which is worse, right? <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, it's the same. And then Chewie gets upset he's in a, because he's, he's between the Aztecs and the Tarascans who are basically enemies. And he's trying to get them to, to join together to fight the Spanish, but they could not see that. They wanted to fight each other so, but, so much. Chewie had to either wipe out one of them so he could get the other one to, to join him or wipe out the other. He's like, well, I'm going back and doing what I was trying to stop. I was trying to stop the slaughter of my people, whether it's the Tarascans or the Aztec, and I'm the one that has to do it. So I'm not, he said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that person. So at some point, he tried to give up. That's fucking crazy as fuck. That's character development right there, man. And I, just close to the end, I won't tell you any more about this, but close to the end, Chewie goes to see the president. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, our current president? No, I, I don't purposely don't say which president it is. Okay. Actually, it's the president after the current one, but he did, I don't pretend who it is. I just because I, but it's the one after because the president does make a reference to the 
previous president saying he he didn't get the votes 81 million votes or something like that <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. there's a little bit of political play in there but hey so what i love it i love it and what inspired you to write these books man well again it's not the pot i don't think i do live really think- close to, no i don't do pot. but i do live close to people that do a lot of meth and I do smell it going on at, at night. Sometimes I think they're cooking it. Either that or they're burning tires, one or the other. And that, could, that could have affected me. I don't know. Maybe that's it. You had a you had a meth dream while you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah. came in your house. <laughs> no, no, it's when I'm walking around feeding my... So, so I live in the forest, as you know, uh, way, way in the forest off Sand Road. So you can't find me. I mean, mm-hmm. You really have to get off the road to find this place. And then I have chickens and I have ducks and I have all this, you know, stuff. So usually when I'm outside, I'm, I'm feeding these animals and I'm thinking about these stories and you know, I've been toying around with you know, like Chewy and the Goose story for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and I, the first book came about because one of the my fans sent me a book, a uh, clip book, I called it. It's just a book full of random paper clippings all the way back to the 1800s. He said, what is this? He tried to get me to figure out what it is for him. And I couldn't figure it out. So I said, you know what? Let's pretend this is, you know, I just made the story. Let's pretend this is a, a, a time traveler's book that he has to keep this book and he has to have this book with him, otherwise he forgets where he is. Because after a while, if you're in a certain time frame, you get assimilated to it and you forget that you're actually even a time traveler. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I built it. And then that's how the first book came about. And then it's, right here, right? Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> the ugly, that's the ugly first cover. I as you see, it's now new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But hey, you got the collector's edition. So, but anyhow, yeah, that's the first one. And then it launched into the American uh, Vikings, where basically uh, the, the guy goes back into early American Native American history in the 1100s and finds out there's some Vikings on the eastern shore and, and wants to reconnect with them because he's actually related to them and his, his dead sisters and alive in that time frame. It's just really weird. And then the Aborigines is Chewy going, you know what? If you could time travel, I want to do it. And I'm going to fix some fucking things around here. Do yo. I love it because the Vikings, they were brutal as fuck as well, you know, and yeah, I don't make them too brutal in this book on purpose because I'm just kind of introducing them because I, I do want to, I'm writing another book. Should I write, should I say this book on here? Maybe it'll turn everybody off. It's, it's actually in the last part of the Aborigines. I mentioned it, but I actually am writing it. It's called The Other White People, you know, off the, like the other white beat. Nice. nice. Called, the other white people, Vikings to Russians. Because, you know, we always talk about the, the Europeans, but the Russians and the Vikings had nothing to do with any kind of slavery at all. The Spanish did, the Portuguese did, the English did, the French did, the Dutch did, but the Vikings and the Russians had nothing to do with any of the exploitation you see. Oh. So, so I want to kind of address that and say, hey, here's the other white people that we never even talk about. Why do they get blamed for this shit? I love it. Educated. You know, right. Because you know, as soon as you see a white person, a lot of people are like, dumbass white person, they, they got my ancestor, whether it's who, no matter who it is, whether it's black people or Hispanic people, they just they immediately have this vision of, of white people. And there's some white people had nothing to do with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get that out there. Just clearing things up. I love it. Yeah. And yeah, I like how you, you were saying, you know, that you live in Florida in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I love how in the back of your book, the first one, it says Roderick Edwards is a mysterious author that lives somewhere in the woody swamps of central Florida. <laughs> Don't look for him. You might get lost and never find your way back. Oh, at yeah. your own time. I love it, bro. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And it, you might not find your way back out of the sand roads. There's some scary shit around here. <laughs> Certain people won't deliver pizzas or anything in this where I live. Really? Only because, and I think I mentioned this either your show or some other show, 
the people that live around here, they're nice enough. They just want to be left alone. They purposely moved here so they can be left alone. So if you come messing with them, like if you're the Jehovah's Witness and you're knocking on the door, hey, do you know Jesus? You might get your head shot off. You're going to know Jesus really quick because they're going to shoot you. Because it's not because they're mean, it's because they want to be left alone. So it's not a, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a hostile neighborhood. I wave to the neighbors and stuff, but don't go, what is it? Go fucking find out. The security system is, is, is protected by fucking find out. Oh, fuck, fuck around, around and find out. Yeah, that's basically what's going on around here. So you just leave me pretty alone around here. So that's the reason why I said you might get, if you get lost, you might stay lost. And there's lots of, you. there's lots of lakes around here with alligators in them. You would, bye-bye. <laughs> Damn, man. Wow. Wow. Yep. And um, so after these books, it's uh, the other white people. That's what's coming up next. Yeah, I got four chapters into that. I got to finish that here soon. And then I have some just really obscure books I've been working on for a while, which I don't know how they're going to fly because one of them just, I was toying around with uh, word order and alliteration and rhyming. It's, it's not poetry. There's a story to it. There's some cohesion to it, but it's just some, somebody's like, what the hell is on drugs? I was, I'm not on drugs when I write these books, but I, I like words. So I'm, I'm trying to work with words. So sort of like how a musician might change the order of, uh, the way you expect, something like that, you know, like, wow, that's, that's just not expected. And that's what I'm trying to do in some of these books, the books I'm writing now that I haven't put out yet. So is uh, the third one, um, Aborigines, is that the most brutal one? That is the most brutal one because I, people get killed and that multiple people get killed in that book. I don't think anybody gets killed in any of the other book. What? No, wait, some people gets killed in the American Vikings. I'll reveal that one a little bit. Um, there's a Native American woman that was helping guide the main character to the, to the East Coast to find his Viking relatives. And they were attacked by, a, by some scouts. And so they, they brutally killed them, basically stabbed him in the neck and you know, killed him and left him for bleeding for dead and all that stuff. But later, I didn't reveal this, but it's all right. There's plenty of content to still find interesting stuff in there. But later she finds out that one of them was her son who had been uh, captured by this tribe back when he was younger. So she killed her own son. Holy fuck. Yeah. But she didn't realize it was him. So when she found it out, she was just awful. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. God damn, man. So yeah, there's something, it's not a book for kids. It's a book for adults. It's, and there's short enough reads and a lot of, and it moves quick. I, I, I try to make the books full of content as you've seen the ones you've read. They're, they're not boring books before, you know, like, damn, I don't, I hate reading books, but I'm done with this one already. That's, that's how I write them for people who don't like reading books. We don't live in the, in the age where there's some people that purists. I'm on some of these groups where a book is not a book unless it's 455 pages long and it has an index and blah, blah, blah. Like people, there's some people that still read those books, but most of us don't have time for that. We're too busy on TikTok walking, who, watching who's going to do the latest perking video. We don't have time for that. Yeah. yeah. And um, like you know, I'm not a huge reader myself. Like, if it's a huge book, huge book, halfway through it, like I get bored sometimes. But yours are perfect, dude. They're perfect, perfect. And then, then the audio book. I mean, if you don't like it, like for example, if anybody when this audio is over, this show's over, if people write to Chewy and they say, "Hey, I would like to sign up for a free," I, I'll until they last because I get like 25 audio books for you. Want 
I will give away free audiobooks once I produce them. Just ask, ask me or ask Chewy and I'll send them to you. It's all I need is an email address. So yep, get the hookup. There you go. Like at audiobooks as well. Um, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, when when I'm at work, I work 10 hour days. So I have my headphones on all day. So audiobooks are perfect, man. And and you pick um, you know, the people you pick to do them, they do really good at reading them in the voice too. It goes perfect with it. You you put a lot of thought into this. I do. And I also, the people I get for these audiobooks are, I don't try to get like super well-known professor. I have done 400 audiobooks and I get all these awards because one, I can't afford that. I can't pay anybody. We're going to, it's a mutual contract. If I make money, they make money. So I pick the person who really wants to get into this, the artist who's trying to get into this. And so long as they kind of know what they're doing and they sound good, I work with them. We try to get to where we want it to be. Uh, and, and it looks, I think it comes out pretty good. Now, person like Raddy, Radisson, or, uh, Radisson, the first guy. Now, he, I think he did maybe a couple audiobooks before he did mine. But now he's, I, he's, he's, too, he's, too, he's too good for me now. I can't even ask. I feel bad no, even asking. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he's getting ready to be, I think he's getting ready to play James Bond in Bond number 400 or whatever it is that's coming <laughs> out soon. After, after the Black Lady. Are they going to get a Black Lady for the next Bond one? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. But I could, I could totally see him doing that too, because he was in the in the special forces as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's got the he's got the build and he's got the demeanor and he's got the you know the lady profile look and the little <laughs> split chin and all that bullshit. Like it's probably uh, probably some DNA sequencing bullshit went on. There. <laughs> I mean, look at this! Look at this! What the? <laughs> ah, I write books for a living. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. I mean, what the hell? Why did I get the shit uglinesses? It happens, it happens. He got it, he got it all. Damn, I'm mad! <laughs> you just walk out? I'm just kidding. Thanks, Rat- Ratty, uh, Radisson. You you did a great job. Shout out, Radisson. Yep. And um, so, yeah, I highly recommend these books. If you love history, uh, time travel, um, man, you, you, like I say, you always do your research, man. You have a great imagination, too. And you have a great sense of humor as well. That shows a lot as well, too. It's pretty fucking hilarious, and I love it, man. Yeah, I try, I try whatever. I mean, even, you know, first of all, you can't get too serious about anything. If you do in your life in general. And plus, that's what, that's what makes history boring. Because if you've ever been for a history teacher, today we're going to talk about, you know, it's, and you're sleeping in the background. I, that's not how I want it. You know, it's exciting. It's a thing you watch on movies, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. It, history doesn't have to be boring. And the way I write my books, it's even though they're fiction, these are, uh, there's enough history where you can go, huh, is that true? Is that true? Is that, did that actually happen? You can look up and there, yes, there really was a, a group called the Terrascans. Now let's learn more about them. What were they really doing? So, yeah, I never heard of them and now I want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting as fuck, man. I can't say their actual Indian name. I wrote it in the book, but it's like Popa, Prepish, Pipa, I can't even say it. So <laughs> it's in there in the book. I hope the narrator can say it right. Awesome, man. <laughs> uh, where can you find uh, these books and all, all the rest of your books? You can find them on Amazon. You just Google Roderick Edwards books, or you can go to RoderickE.com and find all the books and everything else. And maybe some, some annoying, uh, offensive political commentary somewhere up the side. You know, who knows? <laughs> you know, I hate him. He doesn't support my candidate. You know, whatever you want to do there. I'll never read another one of his books again. Matter of fact, I'm use this toilet paper. Oh, I got a paper cut. I got a paper cut on my butt. It's so too rough. rough. It's too rough. 
<laughs> All right. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's great. And I, I, I really urge people, especially people who love Chewy, to check this out because this is a great thing. And, and I wrote it, this book, hopefully I can say this and it's not going to upset you too much, but I dedicate it to, to your dad to, to one degree because I, I know it. right there, then, you know, at the close to the end, you, you really, you know, and it's really, it really meant something to you about having that connection with your dad. So I appreciate it, man. And I appreciate everything you do, bro. I appreciate everything you've done for me. Thank you so much. And uh, keep up the great work, man. And like I said, Google Roderick Edwards. Look him up on Amazon. Uh, audiobooks available for the first one, right? For the first one until the seventh. And I always do. I'll occasionally do free ones. I am definitely not on Pornhub, though. Just say so yeah, you know. Don't look him up on Pornhub. No, that, that won't be me. It'll be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some, some, some black lady or something. <laughs> drag, so. Rodrika Edwards. <laughs> probably, probably will have the same amount of lips right here, but it won't be me. It won't be me. All right. Oh man, love it. I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. You have a good one, bro. You too. Take care. Peace. Peace. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewy gmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh, yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at Ch- screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace